Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 25th of October. India's COVID-19 tally continues to be over the 7.8 million or 78 lakh mark with an addition of a little over 50,000 new cases in the last 24 hours. Daily fresh cases have remained below 60,000 this entire week. The number of active cases nationwide currently stands at around 6.6 lakh and has shown a declining trend for the 22nd consecutive day. And in another noteworthy development, the national recovery rate touched 90% today. The government's expert group charged with the development of a blueprint for conducting the country-wide immunization drive against COVID-19 discussed key features to ensure speedy access to the vaccine. This could include SMSs to the beneficiary days before the vaccination with details. In addition, a QR code certificate will be generated after each dose and health facilities involving the largest network of schools similar to the election times will be used. The government plans to receive and utilize about 400 to 500 million doses and cover around 20 to 25 crore people by July 2021. Now on to some covid-related developments across states. The coronavirus cases in Delhi have seen a spike along with an increase in positivity rate after a brief decline of 2 weeks. Over 4000 new cases were reported yesterday. The positivity rate for the past week had remained around 5.6% but spiked to 7.4% owing to the addition of fresh cases. More than 2000 healthcare workers and doctors from North Delhi have started an indefinite strike against non-payment of salaries since July. Amid the pandemic, five doctors from the Hindu Rao Hospital, which is a former municipal COVID facility in Delhi, have stopped eating and drinking water to press for regular payment of salaries at a fixed date by the municipal corporation. West Bengal recorded the highest single-day discharge of 3,753 COVID-19 patients on Saturday. This took the total number of recovered people in the state to over three lakhs. The Mizoram government meanwhile decided today to shut down all schools that were reopened for students of class 10 and class 12. The Education Minister of State Lalchand Maralte said that the decision was taken in the wake of the rising number of locally transmitted COVID-19 cases. Prime Minister Narendra Modi in his monthly monologue Man Ki Baat today reiterated that citizens should be patient during the festive season in order to contain the virus. He said and I quote previously a large number of people used to gather in durga puja pandals it was a fair like atmosphere during durga puja and dashera but this time that did not happen many more festivals are to be observed and we have to work with restraint during the covid-19 crisis unquote the prime minister also said that during the festivals people should remember those who helped them during the lockdown times like sanitation workers housekeepers and guards The chief of the Rashtriya Swayamsevak Sangh or RSS Mohan Bhagwat in his annual Dashera address at Nagpur showed appreciation for the government's response to the pandemic. He said that the impact of COVID-19 was less in India as the government had taken appropriate steps to tackle the pandemic. With the first phase of voting for the Bihar Assembly elections just 2 days away, campaigning in the state is in full swing. Janata Dal United's Nitish Kumar who is fighting for a fourth straight term as the Bihar chief minister lost his cool while campaigning. In a speech he made an indirect reference to his main opponent RJD Tejasvi Yadav. He said and I quote ask your father or mother if they made any schools or colleges when they had the chance or kept on making ill-gotten profits. Unquote. 
Tejasvi Yadav retaliated this morning saying and I quote again respected Nitish ji is tired the public is fed up with his stale boring age old speeches unquote In its election manifesto that was recently launched Chirag Paswan's Lok Janshakti party mentioned the construction of a Sita temple at Sitamari similar to the Ram temple in Uttar Pradesh's Ayodhya The party chief Paswan went to Sitamari today and performed a puja of Sita He was quoted as saying I want a temple bigger than the Ram temple in Ayodhya to be built for goddess Sita in Sitamari Lord Ram is incomplete without goddess Sita and vice versa So a corridor connecting Ayodhya's Ram Temple and Sitamari should be constructed. Unquote. In other news from Bihar, a candidate associated with the Janata Dal Rashtrawadi Party contesting for election from the Shohar seat was shot dead along with a supporter. 45-year-old Sri Narayan Singh and one of his supporters Santosh Kumar were shot dead last night at Hatsar village in Bihar's Shohar district where they were campaigning. The candidate was rushed to the hospital where he succumbed to his injuries. Officials said that two people have been arrested in connection with the case. Dear listeners, my colleague Basant is in Bihar bringing you details of the assembly elections from the ground. Along with covering the intense election race, he is also bringing you the ground realities about the state of various social institutions in Bihar from education, healthcare, women's development and more. This would not have been possible without the support of all the lovely people who contributed to the News Laundry Sena series on the Bihar Assembly election. So big thank you to all of you. A minor Dalit girl was shot dead inside her house in Uttar Pradesh's Ferozabad late on Friday night. The police said that they have detained two persons in connection with the murder. According to the officials, the girl's family have accused three people, Manish Chaudhary, Gaurav Chakra and Sopali Yadav. According to reports the three were harassing the girl who put a stop to their advances. Out of spite the three barged into the girl's home around 11:45 on Friday night and shot her. The three accused have been booked under the SCST Act along with murder and rioting. According to the FIR the girl was sleeping on the top floor of the house while the family members were on the rooftop when they heard the sound of the gunshots. The girl's father had said in the FIR that the men had stopped his daughter on her way to school 2 weeks ago. They had misbehaved with her and threatened to kill her. The family had not approached the authorities out of fear. In the recent months, we have seen several incidents of brutal caste and religion-based gender violence that have left the nation shocked. On August 25th, 18-year-old Neha was found dead 500 meters from her house in Ningao in Uttar Pradesh's Lakhimpur Kheri. She had been murdered and allegedly raped. The same day, Muhammad Dilshad, a tailor in Ningao's Behjam block, was arrested. This is a case of love jihad the BJP MLA from Lakhimpur Kheri Saurabh Singh Sonu told News Laundry Neha's was not the only death in Lakhimpur Kheri that month the authorities however ignored Neha's death until her body was found to delve deeper into the increasing instances of violence against women in Uttar Pradesh my colleagues Nidhi Suresh and Akanksha Kumar visited Lakhimpur Kheri a place that has been in the news for multiple such crimes a number of them involving minors and dalits To know more about what happened to Neha, do read their ground report titled Amid Love Jihad Claims, Lakhimpur Kheri Victims Family Waits for Justice. You'll find the report on newslaundry.com. And before I move on to the next story, dear listeners, here is a small request. If you think we at News Laundry are doing a good job by bringing you stories about ground realities and telling you news that actually matters, please do consider buying a monthly subscription to News Laundry. 
It costs as low as 300 bucks a month, but it helps us stay independent so we can continue bringing you stories like this. No advertisers, whether it is the government or big corporates in the middle, to keep you from hearing the truth. So go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. The Gujarat High Court has granted regular bail to one of the main accused in the 2016 Una flogging case. Nagji Bhai Daya Bhai Vanya was granted bail primarily on grounds of parity. Nearly 28 other co-accused are already out on bail. The incident from four years ago from Gujarat's Una was one of the most brutal cases of caste-based violence and cow vigilantism. A group of purported cow vigilantes had allegedly assaulted Balu Sarvaya, his wife, two sons, two nephews, as well as a relative on July 11, 2016 over the skinning of a cow carcass. The Dalit family was tied to a car publicly flogged with sticks, iron pipes and knives in Una town before being abandoned near the Una police station. The Gujarat CID team had arrested more than 40 people, including four police officers. A video of the incident that was circulated on social media had then triggered on statewide protests in the following months. The territory clashes between Mizoram and Assam turned violent on Thursday night when a Bengali medium school in Mizoram was hit by a bomb blast. The school is in Sayapui village of Kolasib district which is bordering Assam. However, no casualties were reported. According to the police, the school in the village functioned under a central government program. It was built by the Assam government on Mizoram territory but was attended by students from Mizoram. Mizoram's Deputy Inspector General of Police said that the miscreants used gelatine to destroy the building. The official also added that the school is near the task force duty post which was dismantled by a mob from Assam's Kachar district and surrounding villages on October 17th. The official claimed that the mob was also helped by the Assam police officials. Violent clashes had also erupted on 19th of October when two groups from Mizoram and Assam had clashed at Lelapur in Assam's Kachar district. Several people were injured and houses were torched. The recent clashes are a part of the long-going border dispute between the two states. Mizoram had been a part of Assam until 1972 before it became a separate union territory. In 1987, it became a full-fledged state. However, three South Assam districts of Kachar, Hailakandi and Karimgan share a 164-kilometre-long border with Mizoram's Kola Sib, Mamlit and Aizwal districts. Much of this boundary is disputed and the two states have long been arguing over it, with clashes often turning violent. And now for some international updates. Coronavirus has infected over 42.7 million people around the world and killed as many as 1.15 million. Health experts have warned that the US is moving close to a record number of new coronavirus infections that is above 100,000 a day. The country set a record of daily cases on Friday with more than 83,000 fresh infections. With only 10 days remaining before election day and with more than 56 million Americans having voted by mail or in person, Donald Trump seems to be running out of time and resources to convince the reducing number of people yet to vote that he is the best choice to lead the country out of the pandemic. Trump was in his home state of Florida yesterday where he cast his vote at a library in West Palm Beach. He told reporters, and I quote, I voted for a guy named Trump, unquote. People continue to push back against new restrictions in Europe, which is seeing a resurgence of the virus. In Poland's capital, Warsaw, police detained 278 people after thousands protested against the new curbs aimed at containing the spread of the virus. 
Police said that the demonstrators had attacked policemen throwing stones, glass bottles and firecrackers during the demonstrations. In Italy, the government has been accused of playing with fire ahead of the announcement of new COVID-19 restrictions that will heavily penalize the hospitality industry. Hospitality workers are set to protest outside the parliament today as ministers debate measures that could include the closure of bars and restaurants from 6 p.m. onwards. In Spain too, the Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez has called for a cabinet meeting today to prepare a new state of emergency to stop the rise of COVID-19 infections. The move could impose new curfews and other restrictions across the country. In Malaysia, however, King Al Sultan Abdullah rejected a proposal by the Prime Minister Muhyiddin Yassin for him to declare a state of emergency in response to the coronavirus crisis, saying that he did not see the need. Critics say that Muhyiddin's request for an emergency rule which would include the suspension of the parliament is an attempt by the premier to stay in power amid a leadership challenge. Malaysia is currently experiencing a resurgence of the virus and on Saturday it saw its biggest daily jump in cases. In this week's episode of News Laundry Hafta, the panel including Abhinandan Sekri, Manisha Pandey, Raman Kirpal and Mehraj Lone were joined by independent and award-winning journalist Rohini Mohan. The panel discussed Z News's coverage of the Delhi riots, federalism in India and the state of opposition parties in Kashmir. Here is a short clip from the podcast. I don't think a court can control this. I don't think uh, asking somebody's source is right because it will then start open the floodgates for uh, the the government and other people involved to go after people who are doing real journalism where your whistleblowers and all of that will be exposed. So I don't think that's a great way to go at all. But those who are doing shoddy journalism, it's not because they don't need source. They're just making stuff up. And I I was I'm particularly worried more recently about Uh, the whatsapp forward whatsapp uh, data being leaked uh, by you know I, i guess it should be the enforcement directorate or whoever else other uh, you know the drug uh, investigations are being done so some of this stuff is coming out even before the person is even accused they are only being questioned uh, like deepika padukone's whatsapp thing and many people are really worried you can listen to the complete episode on our website newslaundry.com That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. and subscribe to our YouTube channel.